welcome back to Dr. Quackers. Today we're reviewing The Legend of Zorro, the sequel to one of my favorite swashbucklers of all time. Unfortunately, this film isn't at the same level as the first one, falling to a lot of the same failings as a normal cash grab would. Now, it's not a bad movie. It's still better than any bargain bin action movie you can find. It's not good, or as any way near as great as the first one, but I don't hate this movie, and I didn't have, like, I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't enjoy any parts of this movie, it's just, it feels a little soulless in some areas, it doesn't have that same charm and heart you could feel from the first one, like, the first one's such a fun movie, and it feels like such a homage to those classic swash, swashbuckler films, and being able to, you know, bring it to a modern audience when it came out, so even now I still think it holds up really well, the first one, so... I, I'm really disappointed with this one. I remember seeing this one time when it came out, and then I just I didn't really like it, and then I just never watched it again until now. So, yeah. The film's cast consists of Antonio Banderas, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Rufus Sewell, a Adrian Alsano Benora. I really hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Nick Chinland, Michael Emerson, Shuler Hensley, and Tony Amendola. Most of the returning cast doing a great job. Antonio is a great Zorro, and he and Catherine have a great on-screen chemistry together, which helps the sequel's weaker writing in their department of the movie. Rufus plays a great villain, and to be honest, the only good villain in this movie. That's one of my main complaints for this movie, the villains. Now, I'm not saying Don Raphael and Captain Love are the best villains in film history, but they are very well written and are great foils to the main protagonists. And there's a natural connection of why the heroes want to take them down in the movie. The original Zorro wants to take down De La Vega, wants to take down Don Raphael because he, he killed, he, he's responsible for killing his wife, burned down his house, imprisoned him for many years, and kidnapped his daughter to raise her as his own. And then Captain Love, he, they, he wants to, <laughs> he, he got killed because he killed Antonio Banderas' brother. And then he wanted to train and he worked with De La Vega to take him down so they could work together to take down both of their enemies. Now, this one, it's a lot, lot more forced. The connection in this movie between Zoro and the Count, super forced. The other villain sucks ass, and that's my honest opinion. I fucking hate the other villain, and I'm not going to very much talk on him. But they so, one of the main things I don't like about this movie is, so when I, when, when a story's finished, there are certain rewards and things that, you know, a hero earns at the end of his journey. And, you know, part of what he won at the end of the first movie was, you know, the love of Catherine Zeta-Jones' character. And then they get married and they start to have a family to try and do better than her, her father and his own family and to rise above his station. And they kind of undo that in this movie and that really bugs the shit at me. So the U.S. government somehow finds out that he's Zorro and blackmails her into divorcing him so that she can pretend to be involved with the Count to get information on him making nitroglycerin for the Confederacy. Why? I, that's a really dumb story. Out of all stories to tell of Zorro, you went with that one? What a weak fucking story. Now, here's the thing. The first movie feels a bit more realistic as well like you could you could genuinely see 
like a, a a noble taking advantage of you know the government not paying attention being able to outswindle some of the other high nobility people in Spain and in Mexico in the first one so he manipulates people by using the peasants to mine gold for him so he can buy California so he can rule it essentially now what makes no fuck what really makes this movie not as believable as the first one in terms of the antagonist is that he's basically fighting the Illuminati there's the it's the these knights that help rule Europe and they are threatened by the United States because they could threaten their influence and power in the world's culture. Why is why? It's not, it sounds like they wanted to make a Batman story with Zorro. Now, there are some other. It's not the first time a swashbuckler had some sort of fantastical story like this, let alone Zorro. But that's a bit much. I don't. If you're gonna try and ground it more realistic stories like they did in the first one, you should perhaps continue that in the second one. They really don't do that. Now, back to the, the secondary villain. McLovin, I think was his name. I hate the fucking character. So, one of my least favorite tropes in these movies are up and white dudes. And they're always religious, and they're the same character every time. Rinse and repeat. There's nothing unique or interesting about any of these characters. Now, you like when they lose. I, I get entertained when he gets his head fucking blown off by nitroglycerin but the characters are obnoxious and I hate every scene with them on there it's one of my least favorite villains in cinema cause there's so fucking many of them, we get it I get it, okay there was a lot of obnoxious southerners at this time I don't deny that, I don't think anyone would except for maybe the south but come on do we have to see that same character over and over and over and over listen I like westerns it's one of my favorite things to watch part of the reason why I love the Mandalorian and Star Wars it's a space western and I really like you know old Clint Eastwood films I like The Searchers one of my favorite John Wayne films I love Tombstone there's a lot of movies I like that are westerns and those I don't need to see another one in Zorro it's like one of the most common villains there and it's why I don't really like that villain I like the villains I think if you're going to do something like that, do one like Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That's a good way of doing it. Do it like that. So, yeah, it, it just really drags for me. Anytime he's on screen, I want him gone. And for future reference, let's come up with something new. Or at least make the character, I don't know, interesting. Or try and do something new on that type of character. At least be unique with it instead of like, oh, that character we've seen a million times? Drop him in here. That makes sense. They're Mexicans. They have one white guy that hates Mexicans in it. I'm like, okay, cool. There's, there's nothing interesting about that. I'm glad. Like, they didn't do it with Captain Love, and he was. So why they have to do it again? Why that? Why did they have to do it in this one? It had nothing to do with that when Captain Love was a villain, fighting Mexicans. So I, uh, yeah, I just I don't know. It just feels stupid. The special effects are somehow worse than the first one. Even though it was made seven years later, they seem to have dropped a lot of the practical effects, filming on a lot of green screens, especially the, the chase scenes and big action scenes. Oof, especially with like the horse and you, if you really look in the backgrounds with some of the fire or when they're moving on like a train because the ending of the movie takes place on a train, it looks awful. It really takes me out of the movie because all I can look is like, look at this mind-meltingly horrible special effects in the background. 
because it just looks really stupid. It's like, what the fuck? Why, why do we have to have this kind of, like, we didn't need a huge action, action piece in the ending of the first one. So why do you have to do it for this one? You could have just had like a duel with wherever he's going and said that he's like riding a horse on a train, like lone, like the lone, the lone, uh, like the lone ranger. I, why? I don't like it. It's not good. It looks stupid. It's just a little over the top for no fucking reason. And I think that's why this one doesn't nearly hold up anywhere near as well as the first one. But don't get me wrong. This, the fencing is still entertaining. I do really enjoy the action in terms of like when it comes to the actual dueling and the fighting and the, and the combat. I do think the choreographing is still really good in terms of the action where it's between two normal people. It's only when it comes to like, I'm going to ride this horse on a train that I'm like, this is fucking garbage. But yeah, everything else is still pretty entertaining and it does work. This movie is also a lot more kitty than the first one, having a lot of scenes following Zoro's son getting into trouble and other hijinks. Also, the action has been lightened as well. Uh, like, so I'll give you an example. In the, in the when when Zoro kills the captain Captain Love in the in the first movie, that dude fucking impales him in the chest with a sword, and then drops a shit ton of gold in a cart with Don Raphael attached to that cart onto him, off a cliff. Okay, it's not a very nice way to go, nor is it a very, I would say, family-friendly way of showing it. He just gets fucking stabbed and he starts coughing up blood, like right through the chest, and then he gets fucking smashed. And then this one though, they always turn away from any like any killing. Like when I said the the secondary villain gets his head blown off, they turn away from it. All you see is like smoke in his body after. It's like okay, and eh. It's, they, they really dumb it down. Like, he kills a whole lot less people in this movie. Like, he drops people off a cliff in this movie. He does, off a cart with, like, soap. And somehow, when they land at the bottom of the ravine, they're still alive and okay. They'd be fucking dead, okay? That's, that makes no sense. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it sounds like I hate this movie. And, you know, as I talk about it, I'm like, wow, this, this movie is not good. <laughs> I don't I don't dislike it. I feel like I'm not talking about the stuff I like enough. I still like, I enjoy the humor. The jokes are still somewhat the same. So, I mean, that's really good. The character interactions are good. The performances are pretty good. It's just the writing really sucks. And the villains kind of suck. Except for, except for the main villain. I do enjoy him. I really like that actor. Really like him in Night's Tale as well, and, and playing the lead vampire in Abraham Lincoln's Vampire Hunter. But other than that, it's just everything else. I'm like, oh, this shit is fucking annoying. Like the sun, the sun annoys the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't mind kid characters in movies. Like one of my favorite stories is It. So and Stand by Me, um, Stephen King. Uh, but um, this one just doesn't work. He's just obnoxious. Um, not as obnoxious, I would say, Anakin in The Phantom Menace, but it's not that far off. <sighs> but there are some dumb jokes from his horse. I don't know, like, there's a scene where he, he drinks the, uh, a bottle of alcohol. There's a scene where you see him smoking a pipe. And then there's a scene on the train when they're like, oh no, like, we have to get onto the train because if we stay up top here, we're going to hit the rock wall that we're coming We're getting into a tunnel. And the horse's eyes are like, Whoa! and they like widen and it looks super cartoony. And I'm like, they never did that in the first one. Why the fuck are we doing it in this one? It just looks stupid. And it annoys the shit out of me. 
I don't know. After watching the first one not too long ago, and then watching this one, by comparison, I'm like, wow, what the fuck happened? <laughs> but don't get me wrong. I don't hate this movie, and it's not a bad movie. I know I've been shitting on it for the past uh, 12 or 13 minutes or so, but oh my god, it's, it's, not, it's really not that bad. It really isn't. I, I swear to you. I'm just talking about the stuff that annoys me because I love the first one so much. That's why I'm so hyper-focused on what bugs me. But I think anyone that isn't a huge fan of Zorro or anyone else just coming, looking to be entertained by a, like, a loud and explosive action film will be entertained. I think it, I think it accomplishes that, that it, you don't get bored of the movie. You are always you know, entertained somewhat. It's just the little things that just add up that I'm like, this is, this is dumb. I don't like it. I don't like what they went with the story. Uh, what they did with... I mean, by the end, they're like, oh, well, we're back together and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this is... It just it, it just ended in the same way the first one did. Like, it, it feels like it hasn't really grown at all except for the fact that he his son now... And that, that also really bugs me. Not that he knows, but that that was the point. That's the point of the movie is that it's not his secret to keep. It's his and his wife's and son's. No, that's not... <laughs> Okay, whatever. That's where you want to go with it. So, I'm going to give this movie a 5 out of 10. I think it's an average movie. I think it's better than, like, you know, the shitty Bruce Willis or, like, random Nicolas Cage movie you can find in the bargain bin. But it's still, like, not good. It's okay at best. Um, and it's because of Antonio Banderas and the actor is making it entertaining. And he's still very much the perfect Zorro at this time. I still think he would be. Oh, well, not at his age, but I think he was the perfect cast choice for Zorro. And I do think he, I think the action is entertaining when it comes to the fencing and stuff like that. I think the jokes really land most of the time. Yeah, the characters work well, and you can tell that the actors are enjoying themselves while making it. And that's what makes it, that that's what makes up those five points, obviously. And then just the rest of the dumb shit just knocks it all the way fucking down to that five. So... Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this review. If you did, I highly appreciate it. And if you want to go listen to my first review of The Mask of Zorro, I highly appreciate it. And I have a bunch of other reviews. Also, it's a beautiful day out. Go outside. Go for a walk. Maybe pause this, get some shoes on, whatever you're doing, if you have the time. Go for a walk. And you can play me while I'm walking around. That works too. Um, it's a beautiful day. You should go do that. At least where I am. So, uh, yeah. You know what? And please, please, please help support this podcast by checking out Viking Fitness. And please stay tuned for the word from our sponsors. Let's face it. We all drop hundreds of dollars on shit that hasn't done much good. When was the last time you spent just $225 and you actually profoundly changed your life? Answer, most likely never. Well, if you want your chance, here it is. If you are out of shape and have said more times you can count, I need to do something about this. This is opportunity knocking. You have approximately 3,640 weeks in your lifetime. 16 spent wisely can make whatever you have left better than you could have imagined. Get in or back in shape with expert guidance from a certified and experienced professional trainer. No crash diets, no bulk shit, just results. Visit www.vikingfitnessnh.com, mention Dr. Quackers, and get 10% off your, your custom fitness plan. Again, that's www.vikingfitnessnh.com. Thank you.